the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We've got a fabulous show for you today. But first, let me introduce you to someone that has been pretty much the backbone of the Dr. Pat Show, is joining me today for a special show that we're bringing to you to discuss uh, the crisis that is out there in terms of our our, our small and, and large animal friends, our pet food crisis. Bobby Baxter is joining the show today. Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Now, this is a topic that is near and dear to your heart, and I wanted to let everyone know that on the Dr. Pat Show, this is a a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It's been a mystery for a lot of people, uh, a lot of anger, a, a lot of confusion, and how would you describe what's going on right now in terms of the pet food crisis, Bobby? There's been a lot of uncertainty. There are so many people that I know uh, that I've talked to about this all the way from the vets that I've had to take my dog to Gizmo who has been sick, my sister's cats. We have another producer, Casey, who had her cats in. Her parents have spent a lot of money on their cats. It has just been so widespread. I don't think that anybody can talk to anybody without knowing of somebody who has been involved in this personally. And that was one of the reasons... I felt so compelled to put together a series on helping people get real information, understand the problem, and find some solutions. So I went on this quest to gather information, gather resources, and today, this morning, right now, is the first part in our series on the dog food crisis. Well, and we have a very special guest today. Why don't we uh, share a little bit about our our first guest? We actually have a two-part show today, and I'm very excited about that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, our, our friend Sam Worshing and uh, what his role is. Bobby, I know you've had extensive conversations with him about the show and about the crisis. Sam is a regional area, in the Seattle area, natural food store owner who is so passionate about healthy dog food and making some real changes in the industry. Sam actually came from a larger chain facility and was so motivated to do something on a personal basis, on a, on a local area type of a, a basis. And, and he's so passionate about all things that are not human that um, he was obviously the person we were going to bring on first. Sam, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's my honor and my pleasure. Can you talk up just a little bit? Um, yeah, yeah. Is this a little bit better? That's great. Okay. Yeah, it's my honor and my pleasure to be on the show. Well, what do you make of the food, uh, pet food crisis, Sam? I mean, uh, I want to ask you, uh, given all of the information that's out there and your personal concerns, you know, being a, an owner, uh, a, an owner of a of a store that, that that provides this for people, I want you to think a little bit about 
uh, what your experience has been and where you are today and what brought you into the field that you're in. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get the answer to that question and get some information out there for our listeners. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm here with Bobby Baxter and Sam Wershing, and uh, Jim Woody will be joining us for the second half of the show. We've got lots to talk about. Stay tuned, everyone. Sometimes your favorite shows on HealthyLife.net are on when you're busy. Maybe you're working, sleeping, exercising, eating, or meditating and forget to listen to your favorite Healthy Life host. Now there's a solution. You can record or schedule a recording time of any of our radio shows direct to your PC. Then listen on your PC to the show anytime or convert the file to an MP3 and download it to your iPod or MP3 player. The iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software offered by Abyss Media is easy to use and affordable for only $29.95. Plus, if you have any problems, you can receive free email technical support. Speaking of technical information and general info on how to order the iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software, you can get all of that information right on our website at HealthyLife.net. You don't have to miss your favorite show ever again. Plus, you can download your favorite show and take it anywhere you want. Order the iSound WMA MP3 recorder right from HealthyLife.net today. In the early hours after the tsunami, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. When disaster strike, the hams are ready. Ham radio works, and other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Sam, I asked you a question before the break. Uh, and I wanted to know, what do you make of all of this? I mean, are you shocked? Um. Well, first let me say that I'm, uh, I, I feel uh, an incredible amount of sympathy and sorrow for the pets and the pet owners that are being caught up in this recent round of uh, pet food recalls. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I'm not shocked. Uh, two years ago, for example, another very large manufacturer of dry dog food uh, produced a batch of food that killed 50, 60 dogs in one bag, one batch. Uh, and these kind of things happen a lot uh, with commercial uh, dog foods and cat foods. Um, you know, this is an unfortunate cycle. These these foods are are meant to be sold for uh, marketing purposes, pretty much primarily. Uh, their ingredients are sourced uh, by price, not by quality. And uh, the the paradigm or the framework within which they attempt to provide nutrition for dogs or cats is poor. Uh, a lot of these companies feel that uh, cats, which are obligate carnivores, and dogs, which are, while they're scavengers and opportunists, still respond better to meat proteins. They, they still try to feed these dogs with grains, parted grains, um, aftermarket uh, ingredients that just, you know, eventually you have these problems. So... You know, the very long answer to the short question is no, I'm, I'm not shocked. And, uh, you know, the thing that I'm most heartened by this recent 
uh, round of recalls in the pet food crisis is that this one really seems to have some teeth. There are some uh, big things happening. Uh, I think throughout the country, people are really starting to ask, what is in the bag of dog food that I buy from the grocery store? What is in the can of cat food that I bought from the grocery store? You know, what am I really feeding my dogs and cats? And what would they be better served eating? What do they as an animal really need to thrive and to perform at their peak level of health? Is this the tip of the iceberg, or do you think we're pretty, we've pretty much covered this? I mean, I want to hear from both of you what you think about this. Um, you know, that's a, that's a tougher one. I do, I do think on some degree this is the tip of the iceberg. Um, these batches of food that were produced were so toxic and so poor for the animal's health that a lot of dogs and a lot of cats instantly had reactions to these foods. They, uh, you know, owners immediately were able to uh, find out, yeah, this is the pet foods that are going on. Uh, but unfortunately, some of these toxins take months to build up in the dog system or the cat system and their kidneys or their livers. And, you know, a lot of these things are noticed. You know, they just say, oh, your cat's kidneys are starting to fail or, oh, your dog now has liver cancer. And, you know, owners are left scratching their heads saying, but, you know, I've been feeding this food for eight years or I've been feeding this food for four years or, you know, there's there's just, it's so hard. There's no no governing body that's looking out for the animal's best health. There's nobody really tracking this information. Uh, it's the whole reason I got into uh, this industry itself of all natural pet food, so to speak. It's that, you know, at least these are companies that are looking to uh, push the boundaries and the, the, the cutting edge of, of pet nutrition by improving ingredients, improving the, the formulations, improving uh, the forms of the food that they feed. Um, but I think that this is going to get uh, a lot bigger. I think that if if people continue to ask questions and push on this, that this is really going to change a lot of the ways that people are, are making foods. Well, you know, part of this has to do with uh, the ethical question. And, you know, we do a show here today uh, on Healthy Life about all aspects of our living as human beings. And one of the things I talk about is honoring the dignity of the human spirit and yet I've done shows on how we absolutely abuse the, the resources of the earth and how we really turn our heads when it comes to other living creatures on this planet. And is this an ethical question? I mean, if Bobby, it's Sam, is this an ethical question or is this just part of the business of capitalism? Well, do you want to go first, Bobby, or can I take that? Yes, yeah, Sam, go ahead. Well, I think that this is the nature of capitalism before I talk about the ethics. Uh, you know, we are driven to make a profit. You know, you are successful, you are positive if you are making money. Uh, and that's just, unfortunately, one of the side effects of capitalism. You just, if I make money, I get to say that my product is good. I get to say that I'm doing good things. I get to do better things for my family. I get to do better things for myself. You know, hopefully business is done in a spirit of community and cooperation, but there's no, there's no mandate for that. And then, you know, you get into the ethics of feeding the animals. Um, you know, I, I think it's unethical uh, on a personal level what they're doing to these dogs or to these cats by putting these foods together. But 
this has been the dominant paradigm since the end of World War II, that you feed your dog from a bag of food, you feed your cat from a bag of food, or you get the cans from the grocery store, and that's just, that's how dogs and cats eat. We've been raised with this notion that that's what they're supposed to be eating, but you look at these animals, and ethically to have them perform at their peak level, to have them feel and be their best, it, it really has to do with feeding them things that don't necessarily come out of a bag or don't necessarily come out of a can. Um, it's real hard for me to pass judgment on some of these people because I know that they really do love dogs and cats. I, I don't, I don't want to believe that people are so cynical that they would want to profit and not necessarily care that they're killing hundreds or thousands of cats or dogs, but it's hard to ignore. It is hard to ignore. Bobby, what's your take on it? Well, I think that I had read a report a while back that people, excuse me, in other countries, veterinarians in other countries did not have the ability to even treat some of the diseases that American dogs and cats have because they've never seen it in their countries and they're blaming it on the, the American pet food diet. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that our our dogs and cats are... Uh, at least our domestic ones tend to be a lot uh, more unhealthy than dogs and cats in other countries, and I'm sure that they have uh, a lot more things going wrong with them internally than maybe overseas or in other places. And that's just because, you know, you go over to maybe England or you go up to Canada or you go somewhere else where, you know, they don't mind feeding their dog or their cat some healthy meat table scraps or to get some fresh foods for them or to... Uh, you know, feed their their mammal companions, their their dogs and their cats, things that are fit for their own consumption. You know, they're not necessarily thought into this little box of, I have to get that happy bag of cat food or that happy can of cat food with that smiling cat on it. Um, and so it, it wouldn't surprise me at all that there are uh, other other countries that don't see the problems that we do because we tend to do this to ourselves. Well, you know, I think this has been an eye-opening for so many people. I know that people that I've I've talked with have been just shocked. Uh, and in, in for for some of these folks, you know, having a death of uh, one of their their very small animal friends um, is really uh, just absolutely shocking. I mean, it brings people to their knees. But I think the bigger issue here is a conversation that I've had on air about what we know, what we can trust, and and how do we really, uh, how do we deal with this when we feel like we don't have control over this? I mean, what are the actions that people should be taking right now? Well, you know, that, that button trust is so important um, when you talk about that. So the thing that I would say to people that really don't have a lot of faith or trust or, uh, you know, fill in the adjective for their feelings towards pet food is, you know, start with some real simple grassroots feeding styles for cats and dogs. What do cats and dogs eat? They eat meat. They eat uh, they eat fresh foods. And so, you know, feed your dogs and your cats what you make yourself. Feed them what uh, you get from the grocery store yourself. Go online, find resources for people that are making homemade diets. That's the safest, most uh, that's the safest way that you can. Feed your cat, or at least I think the most, uh, the, the way to alleviate any of those fears. You're not having somebody else make your pet food. You're not having 
somebody else package it for you. You're not having to trust a third party to properly feed your your pet. If you're not comfortable feeding uh, a homemade diet to your dogs or cats, then uh, seek out the independent pet food retailers around you. Find people that are selling pet foods that you know you don't find in the grocery stores. Find people that are uh, on the front lines of uh, cat and dog nutrition. Uh, so to speak. I mean, I'm one of a number of good quality stores that are throughout the Northwest and starting to really uh, take hold across the country that don't sell Purina, don't sell Iams, don't sell Yukonuba, don't sell brands that you would find in a grocery store. And that's, you know, the, for me, that's how you would avoid that. That's how you would be able to uh, either regain some trust in what you're feeding your animals or regain some trust in other companies that are making pet food. Sam, we've kind of talked here about the motivation between the different, the high-end pet foods and the low-end grocery store style, but what is the difference in the recipe? What's in the higher end versus the lower end that makes one so much better than the other? What exactly is the problem with the lower end dog food? Well, it's it's two parts. Uh, the first part uh, is that ingredients sourced for mass market production of dog foods, the, the grocery store dog foods, the grocery store cat foods, uh, are bought uh, for the least expensive ingredient. They, they source out, uh, you know, grains for pennies on the ton, meats for pennies on the pound, and so their goal is to make the least expensive pet food possible, and there's a lot of pet food companies uh, that make uh, that are smaller that are in the independent pet food chains that use USDA uh, approved ingredients or even organic ingredients, certified organic ingredients. So the first thing is that the quality of the ingredients are uh, far improved. They're 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 much better. Uh, the second thing is that uh, the approach to nutrition definitely changes. You find companies using fresh meats uh, or whole grains or no grains in their pet foods. Uh, they do some supplements uh, within the pet foods uh, that are uh, beneficial for the overall animal's health uh, to maximize their performance versus uh, the standard that, you know, this is the minimum requirement needed to feed this dog or the minimum requirement needed to feed this cat. So, you know, it's really two parts, you know, the quality of the ingredients and uh, what those ingredients actually are. Uh, for example, before this uh, recall, there's no foods that I carry in my store that have parted grains, for example. They're all whole grains, and that's really important. Grains, if they're to be fed to a dog or a cat, should be fed whole. They should be a fiber. That dog or that cat really shouldn't have to, traditionally, with that uh, product, that corn or that wheat or that millet or that rice or fill in, you know, whatever starch binder you want to say to it, that should just be used as mainly a fiber source. Uh, and so I think that's the big difference. They, they really are geared toward what the animals actually need versus what the animals' minimum requirements are nutritionally. Well, you know, part of this has been really an exploration to really shine the light, uh, you know, on, on something that is turning out to be really um, well, I think we're just beginning to understand what's going on here. For me, I think there have been situations like this before, and we've not really put all the pieces together. We're going to talk more about this with Sam Worshing of Sam's Cats and Dogs and Bobby Baxter. We're discussing the, the pet food crisis, but beyond that, we're really discussing 
what what really is our ethical responsibility here? Are we socially responsible? Are we really looking out for uh, the planet? Are we really looking out for um, our, our young animals that uh, really cannot look out for themselves now, given the way we've socialized? And we'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned, everyone. Hi, I'm Stephanie Durham of The Inquiring Mind. Our experience with Dr. Pat has had a phenomenal impact on the launching of our business. We had more than 22,000 hits on our website in our first month of programming. Anyone wishing to begin or expand their mission in life would greatly benefit from a relationship with Dr. Pat of The Dr. Pat Show. She's absolutely one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. Sometimes your favorite shows on HealthyLife.net are on when you're busy. Maybe you're working, sleeping, exercising, eating, or meditating, and forget to listen to your favorite Healthy Life host. Now there's a solution. You can record or schedule a recording time of any of our radio shows direct to your PC. Then listen on your PC to the show anytime or convert the file to an MP3 and download it to your iPod or MP3 player. The iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software offered by Abyss Media is easy to use and affordable for only $29.95. Plus, if you have any problems, you can receive free email technical support. Speaking of technical information and general info on how to order the iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software, you can get all of that information right on our website at HealthyLife.net. You don't have to miss your favorite show ever again. Plus, you can download your favorite show and take it anywhere you want. Order the iSound WMA MP3 recorder right from HealthyLife.net today. Would you like one of the most rewarding sales jobs of your life? The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into the number one radio show to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show is hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping promote and sustain the Dr. Pat Show, please submit your resume to pat at thedrpatshow.com. Again, that's pat at thedrpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in your community and the world. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm here with Bobby Baxter and Sam Worshing. going to be joined by Jim Woody of Naturally Fought for Paws, uh, Pet Food as well. And we're talking about the, the recent... Uh, uh, pet food crisis, as one would call it. Um, if you look at the headlines today, you'll, you'll take a look at what they're calling a pet food recall. And there's a lot of information uh, out about what this is and what this means. But more importantly, if you are in this business of providing 
of food for your clients, for your customers, it presents an, a different a different aspect of the problem. And, uh, you know, Sam is here to talk about that. Sam, you are the owner of a store that provides customers with food. They trust you, and they trust what you provide them with. Um, are you finding that your customers have become a little bit more uh, skeptical, a little bit more uh, concerned even with your products in your store? Well, there was, you know, when this first started coming out, we got a couple calls from some customers, and as this has uh, taken hold and uh, really started becoming a much bigger movement for questioning pet food, I have had a number of my customers call, but, it, you know, 90% of those conversations are very simple ones where they say, we buy our pet food from you, we know it's safe, I just want to hear you tell me that it's safe as well, and uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to build a real level of trust with my customers, so not a lot of them are concerned, at least the ones that have been shopping here regularly. I actually hear a lot of people say, I'm really glad that you opened up in our town and that we started buying our food from you when we did. You know, we're, we're happy to have a, a healthier, healthier alternative. Uh, the new customers that I've been getting and the people that have been coming in have been, uh, a, a pretty good mix of people that uh, either, A, want to ride this storm out, so to speak. They they say, you know, my brand XYZ has always been good. This is just an unfortunate batch. I'm, I'm ready to go back to it as soon as, you know, this recall is over. Um, but I have a lot of people, uh, the other half of them that come in that, that have become very skeptical. You know, why is this affecting my animals? Why should I change my food? What What's the purpose of this? And this is for me, the most exciting customer because the real goal of this store is to inform people, uh, to disseminate information. Uh, you know, I really encourage people to be informed consumers. Uh, there's a lot of different pet food companies that are out there. I myself have 26, 27 different lines of pet food in my store. And so, you know, there's a lot of things to go through. There's a lot of different companies take on what proper nutrition is. There's a lot of uh, different angles that a lot of companies take. And the thing that I, I like to tell uh, my customers is that, that there isn't necessarily one path to true nutritional enlightenment, uh, so to speak. You know, you really need to, once you've established a, a quality of a food, once you've um, found different things that you like, try different things. Don't let your dog or your cat become dependent on one company and one flavor to make your pet's food to, to feed your animal completely. You know, offer a small rotation, you know, get other companies involved, take advantage of different companies' knowledge of putting together pet foods or their different takes, um, really round out that nutrition, and that also helps you to avoid these kind of problems. You know, if you have, let's say, brand X on my shelf has a batch that goes bad, for example. Uh, if you have it as part of a rotation, it's very easy to remove that food from the rotation that you're feeding your pets and to move on to different foods. But if you've only been feeding that food to your pet for the lifetime of that pet, it becomes very tricky, A, to change the food or... You know, maybe you've been feeding that food for so long that it's it's too late. The damage to the kidneys or the liver or to some other part of that animal system has already been done. Uh, so we find that people really just want to become informed and really change the way that they are, are feeding their animals. 
and not not just about changing the brands, but changing the way that they think about feeding their pets. Sam, what is the criteria that you use before introducing a new line into your store? Well, the minimum requirement for me to have uh, a food in my store, it has to be made out of uh, minimum standard human-grade ingredients, no artificial colorings, flavorings, or preservatives. Uh, the minimum standard for the meat protein would be meal, chicken meal, beef meal. Uh, meal is simply the muscle meat uh, or stripped of the moisture. For example, would be beef meal. Chicken jerky would be chicken meal. This allows uh, companies to provide a higher source of uh, quality protein into a bag of food, for example. Uh, but a lot of, but that's just minimum standard. A lot of the companies that I carry actually put in fresh meats into their foods or fresh meats into their canned. Uh, beyond that, it, it can't be a, a repetitive food. You know, every pet food company, for example, for dogs, makes a lamb and rice food. I, I don't need to have 50 different lamb and rice foods on my shelf. I want to be able to offer you know, something different for the customers. I want it to really have a reason to be on the shelf. And so in the past year, we've introduced foods that have kangaroo as a source of meat or foods that don't use synthesized vitamins or foods that uh, use nuts and herbs and uh, garlic pieces and other things like spirulina in the food to uh, increase the uh, performance of the animal. Um, so for me, it just the, the food has to be human grade, without anything artificial in it, other than the fact that it's a if it's a dry food, it, it's still bound with the starch, it's still bound with something to make it a, a nugget, uh, but it, it just has to be human quality, minimum standard. You, you'd have to be able to eat it, and there's some of my pet foods that we've actually had people eat in the store, so. Some of the canned dog foods anyway, for example, Natural Balance made a line of food that you could eat with your dog, and they had a Dine With Your Dog Day last year that was very successful. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, if you look at the headlines, this is a, a conversation that has not gone away, and, and what's really important about this is that it shouldn't go away. I mean, there are two concerns here. One, I think the concern that we're talking about today, the second concern is the concern that people have about the wheat gluten uh, getting into uh, the, the food of humans, and right. and that's 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 not unrealistic given what we are finding out. But the good news is, and this is what I love about this, the good news at some level is that more and more of fifty percent sales increase in natural pet food, for example, natural and organic, 50% increase in that in the past week, actually in the past three weeks. So, I mean, a lot of this has to do with shining the light and, and doing, Sam, what you've been doing for years. I want to thank you for joining the show today and uh, really uh, helping us bring this uh, conversation to more and more people and let them know what they should be on the lookout for. Thanks again, Sam. We'll be talking again. Have a great day. I will. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be back with Jim Woody of Naturally for Paws, and that is a conversation you're going to want to catch. Stay tuned, everyone.
making what you think really change your life? Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn how intentional living and the power of affirmations can change your life. Kristen Marie Sherline, founder of Affirmagy, will share her story, her company, and advice on how to live intentionally and design a life you love. For information about Affirmagy, log on to Affirmagy.com. That's Affirmagy.com. Looking for the perfect way to connect with your children all year long? Give your entire family the gift of heartfelt conversations through the magic of Carla Miller's Seeds of Discovery books. Each Unbound book is a unique interactive experience with simple life lessons for all children and adults. Lighthearted, colorful illustrations attract the attention of children and stimulate interactions with adults. Visit SeedsOfDiscovery.com or call 1-888-426-1632 for more information. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcasting coders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earthchannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to earthchannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call earthchannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Hi, and welcome back to the show. This is Bobby Baxter with the Dr. Pat Show, and this is our second half of our first show in the series about the tainted pet food. And I'd like to welcome to the show this morning Jim Woody. He's owner of the Naturally Four Paws Pet Food Store over in Kitsap County. And, uh, Jim, I'd like to welcome you. Well, thank you. Good morning. <laughs> we have had a lot of conversations, you and I, over the last few weeks about the pet food crisis that we're experiencing right now. And in your situation is a little bit different. You you have a what I call more of a, a boutique type store, a naturally pet a natural pet food store, and and it's a beautiful store. And you offer up all kinds of information. And one of the things that really impressed me when I first found you by word of mouth was how willing you were to take me by the hand, walk me around the store, talk to me about the ingredients of each of the different lines of pet food, and you asked so many questions. And I was really impressed by that. And that is what the smaller natural health food pet food stores do. And I, I was new to that concept of what does it mean that it has all these 
different higher-end quality products in there. My dog never had a problem eating anything that I served him before. And so now I'm feeling like there's this real grassroots movement to find out details, more information about the ingredients in our pet food and exactly what are our animals ingesting. And, and I was really taken aback by how much we don't know. As the, the typical pet owner, we don't have enough information. And now there's this groundswell of, of desire to find out and, and, and to find out who's accountable for what's going on because so many pets have died. And so my question to you is what can we do as individual people? What is the first and best thing that we should be doing in this time of crisis, in this time of unknown, when our animals depend on us? Well, and see, part of the philosophy of our store was to give you information so you can make an informed decision on what you are feeding your animal. And the best information I can tell you is there's so much information online. Go online, do your homework. You know, most of the, the dog food companies, the lines that I carry, they have very good websites. Now, there again, you're trusting them because they are promoting their product. But you can go on their site, you know, then you can get their 800 number and call them and question them. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't answer every question you would have. How the food's made, you know, what, where is the product coming from? Well, should the products be made here in the USA where our FDA has oversight ability or, or where should we go to find our pet foods? Yeah, you know, it should. It doesn't make sense that we have to go, you know, overseas to buy the product when most of the stuff is, is made right here. All the stuff is made right here. Then why do we? Because money, it's cheaper. They can go, I mean, so many, even some of the things that I carry, it's cheaper for them to go over to China and buy the product there and have it made there and then have it shipped back over than it is to have it made here. It's, it's money's the bottom line, I think. And is that going to change, do you think, now that there's a sense of awareness over the, the end cost of that, just the vet bills alone for so many people? You know, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, people, it really amazes me how people come in and have done this, since this recall, have done their homework and done that, gone online, you know, researched the food they were feeding their dogs. And it's usually fairly easy. You just have to find out whoever the parent company is making the food, and you can go online and, I mean, at least get the ingredients and then read the ingredient list, and does it make sense or does it sound like junk food that we're eating also? That, I, I understand what you're saying, but when I look at the ingredient list in any food that's, that's not a whole food in my house, my head spins. My eyes roll in the back of my head because there's, there's words that have virtually every letter in the alphabet in them, and the same with the dog food. And so uh, we're faced with the response of, well, those are, are preservatives or additives or binders or, or things that seem to make sense, but how do, we know, how do we know who to trust? That's a good question. I mean, to some degree, we just have to trust. But, I mean, do, there again, you go online and may take an hour or so sitting in front of the computer and just Googling, and there's Yahoo groups. I mean, there's people out there that are asking these questions and finding the answers. 
there's a lot of Yahoo groups out there that are specific to, you know, like the ingredients or like the breed of the animal and, you know, the, the problems they have. Those people are out doing the research for us. But, Jim, what kind of changes do you think are going to happen now in the industry? What must change in the industry? Because most people aren't going to go out and do this. They trust the brand name. They've heard it for years. And, and if it's a big-name company or a big-name retailer, they trust. They figure that person or that company is doing the, their homework and they're only serving up good things. So how, how is the pet food industry going to change because of this huge crisis? Hopefully they're going to have to come under more regulation. I mean, people are going to demand it. It's like they're going to stop buying their products. I have a lot of people that bought the, some of the products of the labels that some of their products were recalled. But because even that little minute bit of their food was recalled, they're just completely walking away from the whole line of food. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these companies are going to have – and I see that when I call up the companies of the foods that I carry and ask them questions, I see them beginning to rethink the guidelines they're going by and the procedures they have to make sure their food is is going to be safe. Well, who, who sets forth the guidelines? Well, the ACC, what is that? There's a regulatory body that sets the guidelines for pet food, and it's pretty much industry people, and then or you can look online, and, and there's like every head of every agricultural health department in the state are also a part of that board, but the companies themselves are going to have to start putting programs into place to reassure people that their product is good. Jim, we're going to take a, a quick break here in a second and, and come back and and, um, and continue this conversation, but we want you all to stay tuned. This is the, the second half of the first show in a series about the pet food crisis. This is Bobby Baxter with the Dr. Pat Show, and stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Are you yearning to live a more fully expressed and joyful life? Do you want to explore and discover what ignites your heart? Heart Ignited is a potent coaching process created by Deborah Tracci, a life and transition coaching pioneer. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about this unique process. Go to heartignited.com or call 206-236-6100 to learn more. That's heartignited.com or 206-236-6100. Releasing the past and stepping fully into the present is now easier than imagined. Hi, I'm Sue Newfeld-Ellis of QuantumHealing.us. Dr. Pat and I will be teaming up to give you many powerful ways to open the door to an extraordinary life. Tune in and discover how, starting February 15th. For more information and to receive 25 tips to reduce your stress, visit QuantumHealing.us. Huna is the ancient spiritual teachings of the people of Hawaii. Most people who study Huna want to know more about themselves and the world around them. If you want to connect more with who you are and discover a whole new universe around you, then Huna is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to 
HunaHawaiiHuna.com to learn more about the March 10th through 18th Huna event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show when you call the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Are you feeling stuck, heavy, or crusted over in some part of your life? Have you lost your spark? Would you like help realizing your dream? Do you know what you want? Call Dr. Pat Basile, certified career and belief coach, who wants to help you stop those negative thoughts that keep you running in circles. This award-winning author and researcher, Dr. Pat Basile, brings a powerful, innovative approach to helping individuals live life full out. Call 206-523-5522 for a free consultation. That's 206-523-5522. In college, I took a lot of history and liberal arts classes, and frankly, I don't remember much of any of it. But as an adult, I find myself engrossed in fascinating programs on the A&E and History Channel. They pretty much helped me to be pretty impressive at social functions, and I just found out today that I can purchase DVDs of my favorite A&E and History Channel programs right through HealthyLife.net. You should visit HealthyLife.net and order your favorite A&E and History Channel program DVDs as well, and then discover how many people you can impress during your next social occasion. We're HealthyLife.net, reaching and helping a worldwide audience without hype, without shock, and without shenanigans. Hi, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is producer Bobby Baxter, and my guest today is Jim Woody from Naturally for Paws Pet Food Stores. Uh, Jim, welcome back to the show, and we were talking briefly over the break, and you had mentioned a couple of wonderful things, and one of the things was it's time for these pet food manufacturers and the whole industry-wide to win back the trust of the consumer and this weekend you had a fair that involved, I believe, some veterinarians and some uh, pet food reps. How did that go? Actually, it went very good. We had a great turnout, a great turnout. I did. I had several uh, reps, and this we're going to do this a continuing thing now, especially in light of all this, that we'll bring in a rep or two probably like every Saturday. And I actually have a, a lady that's a, but she's a people nutritionist, but she's also branching off into dog nutrition. And I'm going to have her come in. And, yeah, just let people ask questions. You know, if, if we are all out there, you know, demanding answers, then they're going to have to give us the answers that we want to keep buying their products. Otherwise, you'll go to the next place. Right, right. And so that's part of the benefit, the solution. Here on the Dr. Pat Show, we don't want to just focus on the problem without offering solutions as well. And and so when I asked you before about the future of the industry, what kind of changes, the people are going to mandate more regulation from this because of the outrage and the outcry. And there's nothing worse than watching your pet decline and, and possibly die from tainted food. And And so part of the answers that are coming forth is around manufacturing a healthier pet food, but I have a question that relates to, historically, the customers drive the food. The customer response drives everything. When I've asked in the past cheese manufacturers, why do you have this, this fluorescent color in here? And it's because people don't want to buy cheese that appears anemic. And then all of that changed. And so industry is always driven by customer demand. And the question again comes back to, what has the customer previously demanded that may have led to this crisis and what changes are going to happen in the future of dog food based on this crisis?
crisis? Well, previously, they, people really weren't. I mean, they were just taking my word, which I'm taking, you know, the manufacturer's word that this is good food. But now, you know, they're coming in asking the poignant questions. It's like, okay, where does your product come from, you know? Who oversees the making of your food? What steps are in, in place to make sure this doesn't happen to your food? I mean, it's, it's very good for me, and it's very good for the customers. They come in and ask me these questions. If I have the answer, I'll give it to them. If I don't, I have a little journal and write down, and I have no problem calling up the reps of all these companies and saying, here's questions my customers are asking. Give me good, responsible answers. And what if... When you first started calling these companies about this, what was the response? How did they handle your concerns? And are they more open now as this crisis has, has progressed? Yeah, they are. They Very much so. They, actually, I got very good feedback from all the companies. Cause I did that as soon as this came about. I had a set of questions I had and just went down the row of my food line and asked them, and they were very, very forthcoming. I mean, they have to be because people are in a panic and just, calm people's fears. They, I mean, they were very forthcoming with what steps, you know, how how the food is tested, how it's double-checked, you know, the fact that they they source the product for, they don't just let, they just don't hand some company a piece of paper and say, make this food and this amount. It's like, you know, they have a very, very prominent hand in the making of the food. Well, so... Let me ask you a really tough question here in the last few minutes that we have. Okay. A lot of products that you have on your store are manufactured at the menu facility, correct? Yes, I have several. And so what is the – the finger wants to get pointed to, to menu, and in the research that I've been doing, that's not necessarily the case, and I'm part of the series coming up, we're actually going to be talking with a manufacturer of a pet food line that is made – at Menu, and we're working on getting someone from Menu to come on the show as well, in addition to someone from the FDA. But, but right now, in this red-hot minute, the, the very concept that something is made at Menu is a little off-putting because the perception is, is that everything that Menu does is suspect. And so you're saying that the tainted food, the tainted wheat gluten is not in all foods that are made at Menu. And and so the comes back to the question with have customers demanded something, why is wheat gluten used in our dog foods at all? And one person suggested that it was because people demand that their dog food look more like human gravy food and, and that it's a required ingredient. Yes, that's true too. I mean they they want and, and you know, dog food doesn't necessarily shouldn't necessarily look like people food. They're not people but yeah, people people want to see the food they're feeding their animal look very similar to what they're eating. People feed their dogs what they're eating and try to get away from that. They want to feed them something that looks very much like their food. I mean, it's it's a probably more of a marketing thing. This looks good to us, so it must be good for our our pets. And so back to the menu facility. So you're not concerned that you have pet food lines that are made at Menu because you've done the homework and that it's only certain ingredients and it's not Menu, this is what I've learned, that it's not Menu mandating those ingredients, it's actually the dog food companies, companies exactly. on, in some of the lines. 
because um, all the ones that I do carry that are made at the menu facilities, they were all very forthcoming with what steps they have. They source their own product. They, you know, bring in the product and say, this is our recipe. Here's the ingredients to make our food. They pretty much all said, fell in line with each other that there's some representative of their company there at the menu plant the whole time their foods are being processed. They do testing themselves all along the way of making the food. Plus, probably about half of my talk to have like an independent lab come in and double check their test. So the key part that I just heard you say is that these food manufacturers, they source their own materials. Is that the key? Is that the answer for the yes. future of the industry? Yes. Yeah, that would be the key. They're saying, you know, this is the quality of our food and these are the quality ingredients we want in it. Whereas, like, your bigger companies, you know, don't, they probably don't have the time. They're huge corporations and they're like, here's a recipe, here's the amount we need, make it happen. No, and they don't have that day-to-day -day hand in the making of the food. Wow. Thank you, Jim. We're going to be taking a break, and we'll be back. My guest today is Jim Woody from Naturally for Paws Pet Food, and we're talking about the, the current pet food crisis in America, what we can do, and how we can stop it from moving forward, and how we can take better care of our pets. This is Bobby Baxter with the Dr. Pet Show, and we'll, Dr. Pet Show, and we'll be back in just a minute. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Vasily is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in a field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything. Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the Accelerated NLP Practitioner Training in Seattle, October the 8th through the 14th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to www.nlp.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive 20% off. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. Hi, and welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Bobby Baxter. My guest is Jim Woody from Naturally for a Pause, and we've been talking about the pet food crisis in America. Uh, Jim, why don't you tell us your final thoughts and, and wrap the show up for us with something really poignant. I'll try to be poignant. 
So people just need to contact these these companies and say, you know, make me so comfortable that I'm feeding the right thing to my animal. The the perception that for every person that calls in, there's 10, 20, 30 other ones that didn't call in. So the more people that call in, the more they're going to get the point that, you know, we want to make sure that our animal's food is as safe as ours, which sometimes is a little questionable. But, yeah. Just so they need to win back our trust. They need to convince us that they are worthy of our trust and start thinking in a different way. And I think the biggest thing that I got is that we need to make sure that all companies are sourcing their food from reliable sources. Exactly. Thank you all for joining the show today. This is part one in a series of the Tainted Dog Food Crisis in America. Visit us at thedrpatshow.com for more information, and we thank you all for joining us today. This is Bobby Baxter for the Dr. Pat Show. Have a great day. <laughs>